welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pareca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and I'm joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful East podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that through the Peaceful East hotline. Share with us your thoughts, ideas, comments, feedback, anything you want to share with Ela. She'd love to hear from you. The number is 424-625-5562. Again, 424-625-5562. Call us any time of the day and leave your thoughts. Also, you can email us podcast at peacefulese.com is the address for that and you can also keep in touch with Ela and see all things peacefulese at peacefulese.com that is the website Ela, it's so great to be back with you it's so nice to be back too mario and how are you doing since the wide perspective uh lots of wide things happening <laughs> really <laughs> good it's something that i think about now that we've talked about it it's something that i think about even more and it helps bring a sense of overall gratitude for just the opportunity you know, we always tend to focus on results, results, results. But what about the opportunity? Mm-hmm. What about just getting the chance, just being afforded that chance to create something, to share something, to contribute something, to grow? It's just a, an amazing thing when you frame it that way and have that perspective. Yeah. And we will, in a way, continue with gratitude today from a different perspective because today's topic is love. I love that topic. you love love i love love we all love love (laughs) it is it's a great topic and it's something that it's complicated right because everyone has their own definition of what they believe love to be and i think that this is kind of the crux of it when it comes to either family love or i know we said you're going to do an episode about the different types of love in the future which i think is a brilliant idea But all those different types of love, we all have these internal rules that we create throughout our lives that someone has to meet these rules in order for us to feel that love. Mm -hmm. And I think that that in and of itself is a bit of an issue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And today I found this notebook I purchased a while ago. I don't remember from where or when. And it really inspired me because I wrote one thing in the entire notebook. And it said... Love is the absence of fear. That got me thinking about what love really is. And as you say, our minds are so cluttered about what love is. And the culture and society shapes our expectations of what love should be. And it's very hard to shed those. So I really couldn't answer what love is And I started to jot down what love isn't. And that's what I wanted to share with you. And if you're listening to this episode, and if you have more ideas about what love isn't, please help me complete this list, because I feel like at least we're starting somewhere to clarify what is what and what's not. I can't wait to hear the list. Are you going to read? How how long is it, first of all? 
It's very kind of short. I mean, I wrote explanations and stuff, but I think it's very clear. So I will just read it as it is the shorter version. So love shouldn't hurt. If it hurts, it's not love. It's something else. It could be fear, attachment, addiction, but it's not love. Love doesn't possess. In today's culture, we just take something we like. If we like it, we make it ours. And we treat love for one another the same way. But true love doesn't turn people into an object. Love is not jealousy. Jealousy is fear. Love is more like a spiral that grows, whereas jealousy is like a spiral that gets smaller and smaller. It shrinks. Love is not smushing two people who can't exist without one another into one. Love is not needy. Love doesn't say, I love you because I need you. Love says, I love you right now, and that's enough. Love is not pity. And love is not a souvenir you take home and dust once in a while. Love is alive. It requires nurturing and care and a daily practice of gratitude. Love requires that we show up fully and completely to one another. Love is an everyday choice. Love is not demanding. I read once that women marry man hoping that they will change and man marry women hoping that they won't. But love doesn't expect. And love is not a forever promise. True love can last a day, a year, a decade, a lifetime. Love doesn't need to last a certain amount of time for it to be real. And love is free of fear. That's my list. What stands out to you the most in that list? I think the absence of fear. Love is being free of fear. Because, you know, we touch fear again and again in this podcast from different angles. And it is very hard to be free of fear. And to me, love is the opposite of fear in a way. The opposite of fear is not courage, but it's love because that gives us the courage, that gives us that openness, that gives us the strength to be vulnerable and accepting of whatever comes. And if I can take that just a little bit further, I think one of the things that I say a lot is that love is not a two-way street. And what I mean by that is, you know, psychologists tell us, if you read psychology, that we love our parents because they loved us first. And so if that's true, which I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but that's what I've read. And if that is true, it sets up this dynamic where when we give love, we expect it in return as well. And so that's why when you're in a relationship of some sort, and that's where I think fear comes into play, when you give love to someone you expect them to return that because of the dynamic that has been set up and ingrained in us. And it creates this fear that if they don't love us, we'll never be loved or, you know, we're losing something or, and that creates this form of anxiety or it creates fear. And so that's why I think we're so guarded. But if we can drop that expectation and realize that love is something that you give, not necessarily something that you receive. And when you do receive it, great. That's fantastic but it's mm-hmm. really ours to give. We can't control whether we receive it or not, but we can give it freely. And I think when we come to that realization, it's like, look, there's not a finite amount of love. I can give it 
as much as I want, whenever I want, but I don't expect to receive it in return, it will come back, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I ask when I work with couples. I often ask, could you still love one another if one of you was in a relationship with somebody else and that relationship made that person happier? So imagine your partner, your wife, your husband. I imagine this a lot for myself. If my husband fell in love with someone else and that relationship made him really happy and I imagined him to have a family with that person and to have children and good future and a healthy life, could I still love him? Because if not... I'm not really loving him anyway. I'm loving something else there, maybe an illusion. And it's very hard as a practice to, to imagine that. But I think I came to a point where I would really love him no matter what. And that's the core of it, like you said. When you really love someone, there is no two-way street. There is no possession. There is no jealousy. If something else, somebody else makes that person that you love happier, healthier, stronger. And if you truly love that person, you'll be happy for that person, which is very counterintuitive. It's not how we are advertised love by Hollywood or media. Yeah, I agree. Hunch. I think that love is forgiving. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. don't mean forgiving like I forgive you. It's forgiving. <laughs> you have it to give it. Mm -hmm. So if you hold it inside, then it really does nobody good because, you know, it's not being given to others to let them experience that. And when we withhold love, you know, that's the, if you listen to Tony Robbins at all, one of the things he said is the ultimate form of pain is withholding love. So I believe that you just give it and then it'll come back to you, whether it comes back to you from, a certain person, a certain thing, mm -hmm. the universe itself, it will come back. There's always balance. So when you give it, again, it goes back to the discussions we've had in the past about expectation and about there being something bigger and something more. If the universe has this idea for us or this place where we're meant to go, or it, just like when you met your husband, right? You thought it was in the story that you told about the old man and the horse, about how we'll see what's next, we'll see what's next. Well, love's the same way. If you give it and give it and give it, and you give all the love that you have, it'll come back to you. It may not be right now. It may not be from the person you expect or the thing you expect, but it'll come back. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that maybe giving it even, just to clarify from my understanding of what you're saying, it's not really giving away something that we have. It's more like being love. Right really expressing I think we are love that's mm -hmm. the essence of us that's the energy we have and expressing that and then you kind of step out of that giving and taking but just being your original self and expressing that and when you really be that it doesn't matter because there's no more giving or taking I think the best example of giving love and just freely giving is my puppy. <laughs> he's always happy. He's always 
loving you. He's always giving kisses, always wants to be around you. And even one of the things that makes him angry is not angry, but really like gives him anxiety is when you leave, when you go to run errands or do something and he's still here, you can hear him out inside the door crying, barking, scratching at the door and it breaks your heart, but you got to go do what you got to do. And then when you come back, it's like that never happened. Yeah, He's just back to, I'm so happy you're here. I love you. Let's go do our thing. And so it's that he doesn't get mad and hold grudges. He doesn't say, well, you left me. No, he's just happy that you're back. Yeah. So that's like a great example for me. Yeah. And anyone I think who has a pet, a dog would agree with that, that especially dogs teach us this unconditional love, remind us, not teach, but remind us that that's how we are actually. Yeah. And just imagine that scenario of someone leaving, because here's what the other thing I think of. I always, I don't know if you do this either with your puppy, but whenever I have to leave him here for a certain period of time, even if it's five minutes, an hour, whatever, say I'm going to the gym for an hour, I always tell him before I leave, I'll be right back. I'm just going to the, like, he understands me saying that. But I always say, I'm just going to the gym. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. But when you leave, he doesn't know if you're going to come back. He doesn't know how long you're going to be mm-hmm. gone. He or she does no rec. All he, he or she knows is that this person that I love the most just left and left me here. But then when you come back, again, they don't hold that grudge. They don't go, you left me and didn't tell me or couldn't, you know, I didn't know if you were coming back. I didn't know what, so leave me alone. They're just happy to see you. (laughs) So it's like the ultimate forgiveness. And not that there's anything to forgive, but that's, you know, it's like it never happened. Let's just go back to loving and being best friends again. And that's because they're present, no? They're just living the moment. And that's another thing that I learn, remember through my puppy, that she's just in the moment. Once she's a small Pomeranian, just two kilos, four pounds. And once she was a bigger dog had a go at her and it was a very scary moment. And within 10 seconds, she was just like, what happened? Nothing. What's the problem? Let's play. Whereas I had tears coming down my cheeks and I couldn't stop it that easily. She was just present. Okay, something happened. She got scared. It took her a few seconds and then it was done. And I thought that was a great lesson for me about how to be present moment by moment, taking each moment as it comes. And it's not that easy when you are in human form, I guess. (laughs) It's not because you have the memories and the feelings and the beliefs and the filters and all of those things to contend with. And that's why I say, you know, we're brought up in a society, at least here in the West, where, you know, giving and receiving love are like one act. Mm -hmm. And it's really not. I mean, you can love someone that doesn't share that love in return. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make you a bad person for doing that. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's quite the opposite. But a lot of people feel like if they love someone and that person doesn't quote unquote love them back and there's all different rules for love, but anyway, we'll just say it doesn't love them back. They feel like they've been taken advantage of. Or they start disliking that person, which makes me question how genuine their love was in the first place if they can just switch like that. So it's a really interesting dynamic and it's something that once you realize that you're only responsible for giving the love that you have or sharing the love that you have or being the love that you are. Expressing. Right. And if you can be that love, regardless of what anyone else does, regardless of what the world tells you, you'll still win. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll read my list again. And please, 
if you have more to add, get in touch and let's define what love is for each of us and individually. Because I know a lot of people are looking for a loving relationship, but without knowing what love is for them. And then the things get complicated because even if you find it, you don't know if that's it, if you don't know what you're looking for. How can you find something if you don't know what you're searching for? So here it is. This is my version of it. Love is the absence of fear. Love shouldn't hurt. If it hurts, it's something else. Fear, attachment, addiction. Love doesn't possess. In today's culture, we can take something that we like and make it ours. And we treat our loved ones the same. True love doesn't turn people into an object. Love is not jealousy. Jealousy is fear. Love is a spiral that grows. Jealousy is like a spiral that gets smaller and smaller. It shrinks. Love is not smushing two people who can't exist without each other into one. Love is not needy. Love doesn't say, I love you because I need you. It says, I love you right now and that's enough. Love is not pity. Love is not a souvenir you take home and dust once in a while. Love is alive. It requires nurturing and care and a daily practice of gratitude. Love requires you to show up fully and completely to each other. Love is an everyday choice. Love is not demanding. Love is not a forever promise game. Love can last a day, a year, a decade, or a lifetime. Love doesn't need to last a certain amount of time for it to be real and true. Love is free of fear. Beautiful list, Dila. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Mario. Thank you for adding to it. And I look forward to hearing more ideas around it. Absolutely. And if you would like to share your ideas with us, we'd love to hear them. You can use the Peaceful Ease hotline, 424-625-5562 is that number. You can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com. And to stay in touch with Peaceful Ease, visit the online home of Peaceful Ease, peacefulease.com. That's the website. Ela, thank you once again. And I uh, can't wait to continue the conversation. Thank you, Mario, and good night or good morning, everyone, wherever you are. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you again on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.